Welcome into the I-80 Club. Tuesday. Club going up on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, we have a yeah. different name when it's on a Tuesday? Club going up on, on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, okay. we're here a day early. I'm house-sitting this week. I didn't feel like lugging my equipment over, and I didn't feel like doing the content just on my computer microphone. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Josh Peterson, Jack Mitchell with you. Thank you for if explaining If you are here that. live. Yeah, we had people Yo, in yeah. the chat asking yeah. what was going on. So I was trying. Yeah. To Somehow I sitting, I I got to figure it out, Jack. What I'm going to do on Saturday, um, because I will still be house sitting, and so that one might have to be worse quality for yours truly. Mm. Um, unless again, I lug my stuff over. Ben Sad. says I've never understood house sitting. I have, I have to watch three dogs, so I'm. They're it's pets. not that I'm like watching the house. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. your dog yeah. sitting more than house sitting. Then yes, correct. Yes, yeah, so, dog uh, sitting. He says, "Call it, call yeah. it what it is, you jerk." Ma- excuse me, excuse me, well, Ben. I mean, maybe uh, are I, you're doing some things like uh, you know, making sure nobody breaks in while you're there. I suppose, right? I don't maybe. think they care about that. I just okay. think it's watching the dogs, yeah. making sure the dogs, you know, take a shit. You know, making sure the just dogs. Take them out, give them walk. If people break in, you know, just let them. Um, ah, who cares? You fed the dogs. That. That's all that matters. Yeah, we're pretty yeah. much fine Fine with that. <laughs> Matt, people who never house sat before shouldn't criticize. Yeah, ben, <laughs> so, so if weird, you've never done it before, you shouldn't criticize. It, yeah. Is house sitting uh, a legit profession? Is it, is it a oh. thing? Is it a real thing? Yeah, profession? now I did, I had... I did used to actually house it when I was like in high school. I would just watch their house like and they would just like buy me food and leave me money. And it was like, well, this is like the biggest, you know, money maker of my life. This is awesome. I'll take a couple hundred bucks to watch your house for a week. No big deal. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit around and read the Internet all day. So that's what I did. Uh, if you're if you're joining us live and you're talking about house sitting and dog sitting, well, you're a patron and we appreciate you. Yeah. If you're listening before Saturday, we appreciate you. You're a patron yet again. If you're listening after Saturday and you're saying, man, how fun would it be to get to debate house sitting versus dog sitting with Josh and Jack in the I-80 club? Well, you could do so. You could listen to the pods immediately for as low as $3 a month, or you could debate, uh, debate me. You could debate us for as low as $5 a month at patreon.com slash ID club. Sometimes we do watch parties, Jack. We did one on Saturday we did. for Nebraska's most recent win. That was fun. How of the, uh, and it's available to listen to on podcasts now, correct? If people, it is, of course it is the audio without the video of the entire game and go. just wonder what we're reacting to. You can do it. You can do it. So yep. anyway, Many that, people are doing available. it. Hundreds of people have downloaded hey, those episodes, in fact. They're know, like, this is great content. Whatever people are into, we like to provide it. And then you make your we don't kink about shame. what you're into. 100%. We, no kink shaming. 100%. Yeah, uh, on Saturday, I will be, uh, after our show, uh, I will be heading mm. to Memorial Stadium for the first time this year. Oh, are you excited? How are you feeling? Oh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Well, wow, like, that doesn't sound very excited. Well, I just I I want it to be a nice, crisp, cool fall day, and it's gonna be like 92. So that's disappointing. It's gonna be so warm. It's gonna be super hot. I'm sitting in the east balcony, um. So no, you're gonna have the sun. I'm gonna have to bring some sunscreen. That sort of a situation. It's gonna be hot. Oh, the sun in my eyes. I just realized during sunset. Man, I'm getting oh, old. Oh, jeez. Man, Man, that's I'm so annoying. Old. That's yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But I'm you know, uh, I'm, I'm exciting. I hope I hope we finally yeah. have the I hope the moment the moment I've been talking about and preaching about like a crazy televangelist over the last few uh years is finally coming to pass. You've Saturday. been saying it for a long time. I, the, the moment, the moment when no one expects it, that's the moment it's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, I'm like the, I'm like the wacky televangelist that tells you something is 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 going to happen, and you need to be prepared, and you need to give me yes. money too to nice. make it happen. Good reference, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically what I am. So, yeah. Jack, when I rush the field, uh, I would rappel down from the east balcony. I mean, if I, ru- if I rushed the field, the amount of time it would take to get to the field, <laughs> everybody would be everybody would be at the bars by the time I run on there. <laughs> it would basically be done by the time that you made it down. Like the game, everyone would be over. Sam McCoon would be doing his video for Omaha.com. What an upset. Nebraska, their biggest win in 20 years. And this is me. incredible. And you'd be in the background. Woo, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, one more fan still on the field down here. Uh, good time. Sure. I would, I would, I would, uh, I would, I mean, I at least encourage people to do that if they win. I'll take oh, 100%. getting down from the East balcony if that would happen. Yeah. But. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I hope that it's a good day for you. I hope it's weird. I've noticed people say this, uh, that this, there is like no excitement for this game. I have sensed zero excitement I, for this game this week. And I hope that that doesn't cause for a really crappy atmosphere from the jump and that yeah. everyone's just kind of waiting for yeah. the other shoe to drop. But I kind of think it might be. It's that's a, I think that's a astute observation. Like I went through and read the Husker football channel because I didn't, I wasn't on much today. And there was some talk about that. Like the lack of sort of, there was just, there was a lot of like, oh, I'm kind of, kind of hopeful Nebraska kind of keeps it close and we feel we sort of feel yes. positive about the loss after it's over. Like, man, is there's just no I, – I don't know if it was that Ohio State game when college game day, if that, like, flushed the – Oh, the 2019 yeah. game? Did that, like, flush the hope of an upset out of this fan base? Because, like, that one, it felt like it was set up to be – I think people felt like when that one happened – like there was a legit chance we thought going into it, or some of the, a good portion of the fan base did, thought there was a chance Nebraska can win that thing. Um, that they would pull, they would pull a big upset, obviously, or at the very least, it would be a close game and it wouldn't be right. over. Like within it was going to be a battle, and it felt like everything was set up just right for it to be an upset. Like there's nothing like that now, right? No, like, yeah, and not to do the whole like. I mean, look, uh, let me lean into your your idea for just a moment, like. Dirk has written about this before, and you've mentioned it before, how every single college football fan base like gets that one moment, right? Like you look at the last five years, and basically every program has at least one truly memorable game. Most of them are against a ranked team, and Nebraska doesn't. And I mean, we just watched a Saturday that featured, I guess Clemson over Florida state wouldn't have been as obviously as big as Nebraska over Michigan, but like weird crap happens, weird crap happens in college football all the time. And yet Nebraska never really has gotten that kind of, holy shit, they pulled off an upset as a three touchdown dog. You know, like they're, I think the biggest right. upset win that they have in the, in like this century is the restore the order game against Colorado. And like, while that was fun and enjoyable, and I certainly had a great black Friday back in 2005, eh, that's not the equivalent of beating the number two team in the country that leads sports center. And it's like, Whoa, this season there's chaos. Right. Look at the chaos. But you like know? a 17 point underdog team wins a few times a year's 
a year. Yeah, it happens. Colorado's done it. You know, Colorado did it. Colorado State almost did it. Yeah. I wonder how often that happens. That'd be an interesting analysis. How much, how often, how many times per week? Dumanji, get on it, bro. Per season does a 17 point or more, since that's about where the number is right now, I believe, a 17 point or more underdog win a game in college football. Like, how many... How many times a year do we expect that this actually happens? I, I honestly don't know. I'd say about a handful of times. About a handful. Thanks for the... Well, DW says I think a 17-point dog wins at least once a Saturday. You think so? We, like, wins out, Are we undershooting this by saying only five times a year? It's, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I have no idea what the answer to that is, yeah. which is weird is because I kind of follow handicapping and, and stuff like that. But 17? I bet it happens once every two weeks. That's my. You think guess. so? I think it happens once every two weeks. So, but sometimes I, maybe it happens twice. Do you think it happens ten times in a in a FBS football season? Ten times. I would. I would say. See, now I'm kind of second guessing myself, and now I'm wondering if if the uh, DW is right. And on average, over the course of a season, it's at least a dozen. Okay, can we th- even? Well, like, what was how big of an underdog was Northwestern against Minnesota? Uh, honestly, that that actually might have been that might have That's been. The, one. I'm ju- I was just trying to go through and think. Um, like, you know, like Baylor got beat in week one by Texas State. They were huge, that, man. See, you're right. I think that we're. I think that we initially got it wrong. I bet that there's a lot of these things that happen. All right, let's okay, see. Th- well, that's I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look at every week, but I'm going to find the Minnesota game real fast. Minnesota last week. I'm trying. I'll was, think of games while you're sitting there talking. That might have been. All right, Minnesota was eleven and a half uh, okay. point not favorites. 17. Not 17. So not as not as big, not as big. What was the other one? You oh, you mentioned Baylor, ba- like Baylor and Texas State. That was a pretty big upset for week. Well, one. yeah, and for sure the first week, Colorado was a massive underdog. I I uh, lost my pick on that one. Baylor in week one uh, over Texas State, they were twenty seven and a half okay. point favorites. Jesus. That- Fourteen to one on the money line. Congratulations to Texas State for uh, for winning that one. So yeah, I'll say that it happens over a dozen times a year. So, said, so like, why 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 can't it be Nebraska right. this week? Right. Now I, I have the answers for why it can't, but, but you know it's like those answers exist for every time that there's a seventeen yeah. or more point underdog. Those answers yes, just correct. go away. Those yeah. those things you're sure about magically magically really go away for a week, and it happens to every. It happens to whatever we're saying, 10, 12 times a year and over yep. a decade and a half. I don't know if you want to go back to 2005, like you said, Josh, uh, at, at and, and then before that, you go much before that, Nebraska just wasn't ever that big of an underdog in Correct. previous yeah, years. So, so, like, there wasn't that yeah. much of an opportunity. But over the period of 18 years that you're talking about, that's being conservative, that's 180 times. That should, yeah. be, that should yes. be almost twice a program. For yeah, the, for the teams Someone, that are underdogs like that, or three times a program. Someone mentioned the Michigan State game in in 2015 a little bit earlier. They were. It's funny that game. Like that's you know the most memorable win. It's the biggest win since like for sure the end of the bow era. And I don't know how far back we'd go to to find one that's bigger. But like Nebraska, oddly enough, even as a three and six team going into that game, they were a pretty short dog. They were uh, like a. It was maybe a touchdown, maybe. On I think it was one? even Sorry, shorter than that. that. The Michigan State game, the the Brandon Riley Michigan State. Oh, was it that? Let me clear my throat. Murdered game. by Purdue. Yeah, it that was, was a really short line. Vegas knew why? something, and sure enough, really, you know, that's yeah, interesting. It, yeah. 
So, but like that is the one memorable like, whoa! Did the playoff yeah, race just right. change? Yeah, that, kind of win that Nebraska's true. had. That was in, the biggest in, in, shocker. Like you went yes. in not expecting anything. That's it, though. Right. That's it. That's you know they got they got it. really close against Ohio State in Frost's first year. They got really close against a team that we didn't realize was a playoff contender against Michigan a couple of years ago. They got real close again against Ohio State a couple of years ago. But they have never really had they've never had that kind of let's lead off Sports Center with this crazy Nebraska upset. They're the ones who, you know, altered a day of college football yep. and altered the playoff race. You know, it's so like that's that's kind of what's on the table for them uh in a few days. And I I still I still believe above above all reason that something like that honestly has to happen. It's it's like it's just going to happen because of law of averages at some mm-hmm. point. Nebraska is going to be on the completely bizarrely fortunate uh everything works well whatever end of a game here in a big game at some point fairly soon. Do you want so. you wonder if there's like Michigan fans who are, you know, on sports radio this week or message boards that are just like, man, I have a bad feeling about this. You know, like, do they, what, what are they, what are Michigan fans who, and maybe they're fatalists and they're always expecting the worst, or maybe they're just like, I, I don't know about this game. What do you think they are worried about against Nebraska, against a team that as we've talked this game to death, we're like, yeah, it's really hard to find the path to victory for the Huskers. My guess is if, if to the extent they feel that way, I don't know if they do. It's that they haven't, number one, they haven't just destroyed any of these teams that they, like, you know, in ways like they did last year to, in these non-conference games against Overmatch. They've, they've all been basically the same score, 31-7, to 33-6. to six. All four of their, their first games have been, like, essentially the yeah. same score. They're all the same. None of them, were, all the none same. Of them were 55 to 3 right? No. N- none of them are like no. that. So they, they probably see that. And then, you know what they probably think, Josh? They think about it the way, like when Penn State goes into Iowa, essentially, and it's like, oh gosh, this is going to be a weird eleven to eight game. They've got the number one rushing defense. This is again, yeah. if if they said that, this is what, and I don't know that there has are. to be a Michigan fans it, who feels out. There has be, to be someone be out like, there who's. I, I'm afraid, like I don't know if our offense is quite, you know, developed the passing game enough to, and they are the number one rushing defense, and so who knows, the offense could come out really flat. The Michigan offense yeah. could come out really flat. I guess I'm making yeah. I'm making an argument that I, I don't believe. But if if they had to say that, that's probably yeah. Yeah. Well, you bring up the home field. You know, I wonder how many of them are saying, "God, remember the last time? Yeah, remember the last time true. in Lincoln? Jordan just said that, that was a weird game. That was a weird game. Like I do wonder how they view Nebraska's offense um, because <laughs> that would seem to be a theoretical trump card of any of these discussions. Where where if if you have a pessimistic Michigan fan that's like. Yeah, I don't know. The run game this year has struggled a little bit, and if McCarthy has to throw, yada yada yada. But then the other guys like, yeah. But have you seen what they're doing on yeah. offense right now? We'll be fine. You know, the, I have the to imagine that that, that that convo has been held. They've seen a lot of highlights of Nebraska's quarterbacks go for fifty plus yard runs too, because that's been like yeah. the major part of the offense this year. It's yeah. been long quarterback runs at that point. So. Option, yeah, Husker for MU. Option can be tricky to defend. Uh, it, it, like, I was looking, when Nebraska was about to hold Northern Illinois to, like, a super ridiculous number of yards in that first game before they went on that B- long time. Before the last drive. Yeah, they went through, I, I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw a list of the least yards that Nebraska had allowed in games. And one of them was, a, uh, maybe it was rushing yards or it was total yards, I can't remember. But one of them was a Michigan game. 
in Lincoln. Was it? Would that have been like the Denard Robinson one where he got hurt? Oh, in 2012. Yes, 2012. Did they have like... I barely remember that game. He got hurt and they brought in, I want to say a kid named Bellamy was a quarterback that they brought in. Russell Bellamy. Oh, yes. yes, Oh, yeah. They were horrible on offense. I think they got... I mean... I think Nebraska. I think they were held to like like super gaudy low numbers in that game, and so yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if they're thinking back to that game now, but yeah, but that was that. that once once uh, old shoestring got hurt, I think that kind of sealed their fate. Shoestring, <laughs> didn't that what they called him? Shoelaces. Shoe- oh, I don't know why shoestring oh, is funnier to me. It seems like something a little kid would do. Good old shoestring. shoestring. Do you remember shoestring Robinson? He lined up for the the Michigan Wolverines. Shoestring. I'm an idiot. Shoe- shoestring. Shoelaces. Here, l- shoelaces. Let me ask Whatever. you this question, and this is this is in relation to the game, but it's more big picture with Nebraska. Are you surprised at how quickly the conversation about the quarterback position has changed? Like it, two two weeks ago, we were like. Yeah, well, I get. I guess if if Sims isn't healthy, it's got to be Harburg. And then last week, it was there was a genuine debate within the fan base and media contingent of like, yeah, you know, it, it depends on if Sims is healthy. I don't really sense that as much. Now, I could be proven wrong in, in mere moments. I know that there are a few folks in here live with us right now who have been on the. No, it's got to be Sims. It's got to be Sims. Harburg, he ain't that guy. I sense though, Jack, that it has it has flipped. Very, very quickly well, in terms of what people are wanting at quarterback. I think I think it feels like that way because Harburg is the guy who seems to be benefiting. Uh, or, or Harburg seems to be the guy they're going with. If it were flipped and it were Sims, I think there would be a lot more of a still some tension in the fan base around that. But I think Harburg is by and large the popular choice among the fans. Despite what you said, there might be some people who feel that way about Sims. But they're going with the guy that most people want in the fan base. And that's why you don't feel a lot of tension. I th- uh, that's my theory at least. Yeah, but are you surprised that it is it has gotten to that point that quick? Like think of Jack, I, I said this on the show today. Think of a month ago. One month ago today, the season opener was 5 days away. It was it was week 0 Saturday. If I would have told you one month ago when we did our Saturday morning coffee show, like, hey, Jack, in a month, uh, they're going to be playing Michigan. Harger, Harburg is going to be the starter, and that is what 90% of the fan base is going to want. You would have been like, what the hell I happened? Been surprised. What unfolded? I would have been surprised, but if you also waited, you know, a week from then, halftime of the Colorado game, and said that same thing. Yeah, it would have made sense. Then it would have made yeah. sense. Like, it went fast, but it went fast a while ago. It went fast because it, since, since halftime of the Colorado game, it's been there uh, with, with Harper. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I think that even necessarily either. Um, you know, I, I I don't, again, I have a hard time, I have a hard time ginning up a huge opinion about which of them I really want right now. I, I still yeah. don't know. And so if they've got one that's healthy and one that's not, it's an obvious, I mean, it's very obvious. You go with the one that's Yeah, and I, I'm starting to think that Sims is like way more injured than we Way more injured than we think. He Justin, was. the Jasker, I completely agree. Uh, Josh and I talked about. So Justin says, uh, "Rule was given off weird vibes talking about Harburg on Monday." I brought that up to you on your show on Monday about mm-hmm. how, like, I said to you, it's, it sounded to me like Sims was going to start, which I think I'm wrong about now. But that was what the v- vibe Rule was giving me. And you and John, or you, I can't remember which one of you said you disagreed with me. 
I think Justin. The yeah. Taster, so like, yeah. Can you explain? Hey, you and, and Justin, I'd love to. I'd love to know like why you think that way. I, I gotta is remember. It, is, is it the Harburg thing? Is it, it the Harburger thing? It was. A, yeah. It was a little bit of that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how he said it and what he said. I'm not totally going to remember it, but he like it kind of sounded like he was saying, "Well, he's had his moment, basically, right? Mm-hmm. He had this." And he goes, I don't want to get And He was kind of like, I don't want to get too much into the story. It made it sound like he was downplaying sort of the, um, you know, the, the hometown hero type angle of the whole thing because it was over basically. Yeah. yeah. Like you think so I like, know, so he, he shut it down this. weirdly. I didn't, he shut it down weirdly fast, like unnecessarily fast, which made me think, Okay, maybe he doesn't want to go far down this road very far because he knows that period is going to end and it's going to be over and he's going back to Jeff Sims. That's right. So that was your takeaway. That was, okay, my, let me, that let was me, my theory. So let me let me throw a couple other theories out there. The one of them is like he just wants like Harburg to like chill out and like hey we're not gonna I don't, I'm not gonna try to build this guy up into a folk hero because you know he wants him to focus on football. I took the Harburgers thing as like. I want my guys focused on football right now and not name image likeness deals. The off season is for the name so image likeness deals. God. I don't know. Well, it was a weird thing. I to mean, say. like if, if he's worried about his focus. So like that would be one. The other would be that like he just he he wants Harburg to focus because he is the guy. And like, the, like I guess. he also doesn't want to throw Sims under the bus. I, I don't get know. that. I, I I get that. If that, but it just still seems like a weird way to say that. Sort of. He he sort of be just, sort of seem to be just taking like the sort of the fun out of the Harburg experience. Yeah. Does that make sense? It yes, it like, does. I will say this in defensive rule, like who ca- like who cares? And I guess this is maybe where myself and I guess f- people from the state will really disagree. Who cares about the cool story? Like they got to win games, you know? And so I said, maybe, maybe that comment from him is like, we can't we can't worry about that. We got to win games. Was he even asked about it though? Like, Wasn't that the way the question was couched? It was like, "Hey, this the, is the." I may not have heard the. I question. thought I I'm, thought the question was because of like he is from the state and like wow, what a really cool story. Was that was that what the I thought that's is. what the question. If that was the question, is I can kind of understand it a little bit more, but I don't know. Okay, I, Dave I, says I, that's what the question was. I wouldn't have answered it that way. I would have just you know. Whatever, but and then I mean, I really do think, Jack. There's something to be said that like this is game five. You know, it's time to we we have to focus on the field. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm not. I wasn't pissed about it. All I was saying was that it's it sounded to me like he was ready to move on. Is what it sounded like to me. And apparently that wasn't it. And then did you hear what Satterfield said today? He was like, "Yeah, he's he's not in good enough shape right now." He's hyperventilating on the sideline after these long touchdowns was basically what I said. I was like, how? Really? (laughs) How is that even true? That was so weird. See, it's funny. I didn't even see that quote. I'll be honest. I didn't even see that. Did you guys in the chat see that today? And did you, what was your, what was your reaction exactly on that? Um, Man, because I thought it was, it took me a little off guard. Like he was really, he was like, it felt yeah, like I'm a, with Connor, man. Like, I don't, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I don't know. Felt like a fairly legit critique of him for not being in good enough shape yet. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Brandon asked what happened. It was a, a question. Satterfield talked today about Harburg, you know, being 
basically needing to get in better shape because he after the long touchdown runs he was interesting. Use word hyperventilating. Yeah, because Clint says was he just busting balls? That, I didn't see. see I thought hear maybe it to get he, the tone. It, the tone didn't. Again, it didn't really. It didn't really sound like. It didn't sound that way. It sounded like we. I was just a little surprised by it. I'm not trying to be a okay. critic or start something, but like it, it didn't. Yeah, Mav Scribator says, I think he was being kidding. Chuck says tongue in cheek. Okay. I listened to it. That was, not I need the to vibe. go watch it. I'll be honest. That was I missed not this, the vibe so. I got. I listened to it like live, listened and watched it live. And I did not mm. get that vibe. So it was a bit. All right. It was a bit. All right. You got, all right. Let me, let me read a, let I'm me read a comment from earlier. I got it. I got it. I'm overreacting. Oh. <laughs> Settle down. It's okay. Uh, Biff says, by all accounts, Sims has clearly outplayed Harburg all spring, summer, and fall. He's the best chance we've got to get six wins. Harburg is in for a rude awakening this weekend, and I still think he should start this week, though, just to see what we've got. So that's interesting because Biff was definitely someone, you know, a week ago was like, I don't want it to be him. It needs to be Sims moving forward. So he is, I guess he has moved a little bit on the latter point. Um, it certainly does seem you know, I mean, it's obvious that they thought that he was the better quarterback because he was the starting quarterback. And I don't, I'm not going to be here for someone who, you know, is like, well, that's because of amigos. Like, no, it's not because of amigos. It's because they think that he is the better quarterback. I do wonder at what point that that, that changes uh, for the coaching staff and for the team. You know, I, I said it on the show today. I think that there's like a bar that Harburg, if he clears it, I think that at that point, it's kind of like you can't go back now. Yeah. He is that he is that but, guy. I think that that bar exists. I just don't. I guess I don't know how to define that it, for Saturday, but I do think that that bar exists. It works out pretty nice because it feels like it might be kind of clear one way or the other after Michigan. Like the Michigan game sets it up. Like it's there's either yeah. a definitive yes or a well they like it, there's less there's going to be less gray as to whether or not Harburg can be the guy after the Michigan game. I think. Yeah, I think that there's like a moment where if like, okay, so like there's this best case scenario, right? Where it's like, holy shit, Harburg's a guy. Sweet. Move forward. Bye. There is also the exact opposite, which is, oh, my gosh, he is horrible. And then the last two games were about competition. There is a middle ground of maybe people giving rule and company grace. Like Justin says, what if he's just average? Like there is a world where he performs not not good, not bad kind of middling and people are like yeah i guess if they want to try sims out one more time it makes sense you know yeah, and that's probably it, maybe that's where the game finishes the it eases the blow of doing that i think if he yeah. he's either average or below average against michigan for sure so for sure. i think uh, i think that's I, I still think the best situation would have been to get sims in again in, again but he just wasn't ready for for the last game and to have sims and then finally see hey is he turning it over again or not um yeah. but I mean, in theory, I enjoy what, or I, I I agree with what Biff said earlier. But again, if Sims keeps turning it over, then I don't like like legitimately. There's, and I don't expect that it's going to be three a game. But mm-hmm. even if it's close to that, Harburg hasn't yeah. hasn't turned it over like that so far. And if he continues not to, and Sims does, then I think then the choice is Harburg for me. In that couple situation. comments. Jacob says, here's where I'm at. Sims didn't look uh, great in part due to the scheme not being well catered to his strengths. Harburg has flashed hard, but they're running shit like 41 pitch to play to his strengths. 
and they 100% are. Uh, Dave says, things I, w- I won't say on Twitter. I'm expecting Harburg to regress to the mean this week. Two to three turnovers, another sub-50% passing day, stale offense. That's what I am expecting, too. I think that the offense is going to struggle hard on Saturday. I, I But for the record, I would think that no matter who is at quarterback, I do think it's going to be Harburg. There's no real intel on that beyond just kind of the obvious stuff of the last couple of weeks. Um, I think that he's going to be the guy. And I think that this is going to be his toughest test. And I think it's going to be his toughest test. Notably, I think that they're going to run the option at some point in this game and he's going to get fucking smoked. Like, I think he's going to get so hard because he's going to make the wrong decision uh, on either keeping it or even if he pitches it. I think he's going to get hit really, really hard. I, I just, I think Michigan is going to defend that play way better like, than Louisiana Tech did the other day. I mean, day. I agree way with better. what everyone's saying about Harvard, but I also think that would happen with Sims if he started this game. I too. do too. But so 100%, it's, 100%. Like, it's not, yeah. I think it would against a defense laden with NF experienced guys, NFL guys, um, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, that is going to happen. It should happen. Yeah. It would be re- it'd be weird if the Nebraska quarterback, whoever it is, just looked good in this game. Right. It's, uh, uh, yeah. And I guess what you're saying is he's not going to, I guess when people are saying he's going to regress to the mean, you mean he will have turnovers and, or he won't have huge runs, but I mean, he wasn't killing it before. Was he? I mean, in the passing game, he Who? wasn't Harburg or either of them. No, N- no. none of them. So and that's the issue with the offense. No one has been killing it in any, in any way, shape yeah. or form. I don't think Harburg has killed it so far through two like, weeks. He's I, done well enough. I don't know how you could expect anything other than the offense. The offense and the quarterback to look poorly against Michigan to look poor against yeah. Michigan. I don't think I that would I, I'd be I'll be thrilled if they do, but I don't think anybody thinks that they're going to do well here in this. I think they think if Nebraska is going to stay in this, the defense creates the defense gets turnovers when they where they haven't gotten turnovers before, and then the and offense cops, the pops walking. a couple big plays. Yeah, and then yeah. who knows some weird trick play or special teams play whatever. And then you're looking at a 13-10 game. That's sort of a thing. So, yeah. Uh, th- th- that's why. Uh, th- Jacob, nobody's been killing I'm sorry. it. And it's a picture One of the, the librarian. Don't forget One. about the librarian. We can't say that things are good but not super good. Um, exactly. The librarian. He needs to play well. He, he, I mean, he's someone. Fedoni is going to need yeah. to be someone that they Absolutely. that they lean on. And, like, that's like a big positive of Harburg, it seems, is that he throws the ball to him and that they seem to have a, I don't know if you've heard this, Jack, they're roommates. So they, you know, yes, they I probably, have. you know, yeah. So that's, there's like a weird world where Harburg knows who I am too. And it's, this is all just very, very strange. Um, but yeah, so like, I think that you just laid out the the path of, you know, keeping it close, if not winning. And that's defense, uh, a couple of takeaways, Special teams isn't a disaster, uh, and then the offense has to pop a couple of big plays. Th- That's how they win, and the yeah. final score is fourteen to twelve. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if there's anybody on the offense that I think has the potential of having a oddly good game, it'd be it, it would be Anthony Grant, just because I think he by him by himself making plays. Um, that's. That's the only person that I really see doing that in this game. Not that I think it's likely, but if I had to pick a pick to click on offense, something like that, it'd be Anthony Grant in this game. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I test it's insane Anthony. how very how quickly he has become like one of the most important players Dude. on the roster. Uh, the most indispensable, more than either of the quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Way. Yeah, you're right. If 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 you have the opinion that it doesn't matter who starts at quarterback, and I have that opinion right now, to be honest, yeah. um, then neither of those guys can be the most indispensable. Yes. It just can't be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grant is Grant is that, and 
There were few, there were things that encouraged me about him uh, last week again. There were things that encouraged me about the run blocking in the second half uh, mm-hmm. last week against Louisiana Tech defense. Yeah, not against the Michigan defense, but um, baby steps. It's Josh. Let me ask you this though. I mean, there seems okay. to be there seems to be a fair amount of negativity everywhere right now, and maybe it's just about this next Michigan game. And I'm certainly not picking Nebraska to win it, but in some ways. What you've got so far this season, even though the winning the record is not where you would want it to be, I heard a lot of people say to me, "You got to be patient this year, Jack. You're you're a little aggressive, even with six wins." Um, I said that. You said that. A lot of people said that. And, and many said many folks on many so, sides, and they look right right now. So far, they look right with with that take. There were also a lot of people that were saying this program needs to get back to having a strong, stout defense that especially is tough up front that can stop the run. So far, they've done that. Fair? So yeah, far, they've done I, For the it. record, I didn't really hear... I didn't know anyone thought that they could do that this year. Right, but th- that's kind of what the larger prescription was for the program, was to get yeah. back to, be, to being more physical, as much as I hate that term. It was other people saying that. Being more physical. Physicality. Stopping, run the ball, stop the run, essentially. The old run the ball, stop the run, old school thing. That's what I would say the consensus belief of the fan base was for prescribing the future of this um, of this team. Well, they're basically on pace with what most people thought was going to happen this year, that it was might be a slower start record-wise than even if it wasn't 500. They're also doing that exact same thing in terms of running the ball and stopping the run so far. They also have lost... Potentially their two best wide receivers since since the beginning of fall camp. Top two wide receivers. Yep. Top two running backs. Starting, yep, starting quarter, quarterback. Starting quarterback. Yep. For this yep. next game, best linebacker, it sounds like, and yep. part of the last game. Yep. Best linebacker. Yep. Two I mean, if you can go back to the beginning of fall camp, two starting safeties, one injured, one left the team. Yep. Um, like that's I don't think anybody's using that as an excuse. The coaching staff or anyone is using an excuse, but that is kind of that is a large ass list of key players. Yes, it is. Who you don't yes, have it right is. now. So yeah. like all in all, all of those things that I said combined, <laughs> you could almost say things are kind of going sort of well, according according to what the hope was. If those prescriptions that I shared were really what people think. About, yeah, I mean about, the the Yeah, the the only thing like the only Pushback, I guess, that I would give to you is this. Because Chuck asked, wasn't two and two a common prediction? Maybe, but the most most people most that I heard from said Because of Colorado. Three yeah. and one. Yes. Most people thought they would lose to Minnesota, and they thought that they would beat Colorado. Oddly enough, they should have beat Minnesota and lost to Colorado. I think that, the Colorado loss makes sense, but they should have beat Minnesota. Right, and that was they more should about underestimating Colorado than overestimating, overestimating Nebraska, right? The, 100%. The miss 100%. on Colorado for the most part. Yeah. And so, like, I think I mostly agree with you. The The hard part about it is, like, it feels like they are one win worse than they should be yeah. right now. And, like, if you, like, look, I think a bowl, a bowl win or a bowl game, rather, is very much on the table. And that's because the, the division is just, it's horrible. You thought it was going to be bad. And I think, Jack, I think you even overshot how, how bad this, yeah, or how good amazing. this division is. <laughs> it is Dog shit. It is so bad. This is the worst the Big Ten West has ever been, and that is saying something. And so, like, the games, the rest of the schedule, 
I, I'm not going to hop on the pod and be like, yeah, they're going to win them. Um, because as Jordan says, uh, we are also dog shit. And that's, it's, it's just a bad, bad, bad division. This game is going to come down to coin flips. It is going, go, going to come down to can Nebraska make a couple plays and flip a game into the win column instead of into the loss column. Because if they do, they will be able to get to six. It's just, I think Illinois, I think Purdue, um, I don't even, dare I say Northwestern, we might have to put them in the boat. Certainly Iowa, um, maybe Wisconsin as well. Like I just named what five games right there that are going to like Michigan state. Did I mean Michigan state? Like that's a lot of games. It's a lot of games that they're going to have a chance. Um, but do those games flip into the good category or the bad category? And then obviously you have Michigan and Maryland. And I think those are going to be the really two tough ones. I, I think what I'm, my biggest conclusion out of this whole thing is until we get into that meat of the schedule, the post Michigan meat of the schedule, it's completely impossible right now to really evaluate much about how this season is going to end up looking under Matt rule. Yeah. Which is obvious. You have to play a whole season, but especially this year, I think because you've got a comment, you got a weird combination. You're right. You got a weird combination of a record that seems disappointing in two and two, but, but then some weird circumstances and then also some things going right that haven't necessarily helped in your record column, but are things that people really wanted to go right in terms of how the teams yeah. looked. So, yeah. like, how much... I do wonder, Josh, how much different do things feel, assuming they lose to Michigan, but then you go to Illinois and win, and I'm trying to think what the schedule goes like. Is it Purdue? Then it's a bye week. Bye. And it's then it's two home games, Northwestern or Purdue. Yeah. Like, if you... Do that. You want to talk about a moment. Know, what if you... I don't think it's insane to say you know three and zero would could couldn't happen. That could happen in those games. I'm not saying it will, but what if they did? What if it was three and zero after that? And so then you're five and five and three. It'd be five and three. Five and three at that point. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's the thing. Can they go? Can they? Because can they go three and zero? <laughs> we the, are the worst case in terms of games. I love it. Yeah. It, I mean, look. <laughs> it, the worst case scenario for. Or like the floor in terms of if they're going to still get in bowl contention, I think they would have to go two and one. If they go one and two or zero oh and three, they're—I mean—they're obviously done for the year. You know, I mean, if they went zero oh and three, that means that they're losing their next four games. If they go one and two, that means that they're going to be two or what would they be at that point? They'd be three and five. Um, so yeah, if they could find a way to go to two wins in that stretch, if they found a way okay, to get let's to say three, two. yeah, let's say two even. So then, well, then they're four and four. Then you're four and, and four. I mean, then there's like no margin for error in the because then it's it's what it's Maryland, it's Michigan State, it's Wisconsin, and it's Iowa. Yeah. Uh, like that, you know, like that's that's tough. You, that's that's tough. DW's right. They need Illinois bad. I think that yes. game is for a bull. I, right. I agree. We will know after Illinois if they if they win that they they are they are going to a bull. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but if they lose, they're done for sure. They're not making a bull if they can't win that game. Yeah. They have to. Plus, dude, because if they lose this week, which they will, and then they lost to Illinois and they're two and four going into the bye, like that is just a, oh, because there are better vibes around the program right now than there were two weeks ago, and there are than there were a week ago. But two and four, the vibes are bad, and I yeah. think a lot of people kind of Man, check you're out right, because that Illinois game. game, holy cow, that Illinois game is huge, the more I think about it. Yeah. Because you, oh, massive. I mean, I know, d- despite what Husker Frem, you said, you, you pull off that Illinois game, and then you absolutely expect to win the next two against yes. North. Oh, for sure. Purdue. You 100%. Because they're at home. They're at home. And and Purdue is worse than I thought they'd be. 
Dude, Purdue Purdue's significantly stinks. worse than I thought they would be. I yeah, thought they were going to yeah. surprise people this year. Oh, God. Yeah. I do watch that Friday loud. night game. Yikes. Yeah, they're I bad, mean. man. They're really bad. They keep losing at home, too. And that, so now they got to start going on the road a bunch. Um, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not very good. Michigan State's not very good. Uh, uh, look, Fram, yeah. In the world where we beat ju- just beat Illinois and they're way worse than they've been in years. That's the world in, w- in which you would expect it, which I think you would yeah, if I've they looked, beat Illinois. Expect is one word. I, I'm not going to say expect um, just because the program needs to prove that they can do it. That said, I think that, that Purdue is bad. I think that, but that's the thing. All of these teams are bad <laughs> and that's why these games are going to come down to a few plays. Um, I, 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 I just, I want to know what the defense is going to be. Like, I know we spent so much of the pod tonight and I feel like I've spent so much of my radio show this week talking about Harburg and the offense. I cannot wait to see what the defense does against Michigan. I don't think that this Michigan offense is as good as last year's, but it's still a team that has way better players on it than Nebraska does. Like, I can't wait to see how they play against them because if they hold up well against this Michigan offense, Dude, there's no reason that they can't continue to play well on defense. You know, I, I feel a little gun shy on the black shirts right now just because as we did the watch party, it was it's it kind of their worst game of the season outside of just the Colorado second yeah. half, you know, fiasco. But they just the tackling wasn't very good and they didn't get to the quarterback. So yeah. I want to see that improve you know, whether it's against Michigan or beyond. And it you was know, this really whole this whole pass coverage in in the past game, they really play bend but don't break in the pass game like they really they are trying to stay have to stay behind everybody and it ends up with a lot of like they never are there to break up passes right <laughs> and they, they mm-hmm. haven't had interceptions for the most part they did get one in garbage time but there's so many under there's so much underneath stuff that they were leaving open against louisiana tech that uh, i feel like you gotta be a, you gotta gamble a little bit more against michigan you gotta gamble like yeah. i'm not I don't know. We'll see how Michigan does in the running game. The running defense, the tackling issues aside, which I think you're right about, it looked it looked completely different than it did the rest yeah. of the year in that one game. Like as we were talking about it when we watched the game, Josh, there were like five to seven plays where it was like things that we hadn't even seen yet this year, which is mm-hmm. kind of remarkable just in terms of the missed tackles. But I'm more worried about Michigan. Yeah, just nickel and dime, not nickel and diming, but. Just having open receivers, a ton. Open receivers for 10, 15-yard gains. And that yeah. that being that being a big issue. And a quarterback who's, who's very accurate and who completes at a really high percentage. Eight, that, it's that, 80%. It's 80%. Yeah, that's my that to me, that's a bigger worry for me going into this game than Blake Corum, to be honest. Um yeah. just because yeah. and he hasn't he hasn't played as well. Edwards hasn't played as well as they were last year. Their yards per carry are way down right now compared to what they were. In 2022, and I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Michigan because I mean they've been. It's every game has been the same seemingly. I look forward to talking with a Michigan guy later this week on my show just to kind of get the the perspective of like, hey, what what's going on with this team? How much of it is Harbaugh has been gone? He was finally back against Rutgers. I watched some of that game, and again, it just the, something doesn't seem off. They, I just wonder if they're just not as good as we thought they were, but everyone is not as good as we thought they were yeah. in college football this year. So it hasn't been like as flashing lights like Michigan is not as good because everyone is not as good right now in college football. Some uh, Jordan says Michigan will three yards in a cloud of dust us to death, to death too. I would much rather they do that than open it up a little bit with 
Because you trust the run defense, yes. or you just don't think I Michigan trust would be that, I think that's the strength of the defense. Yeah, and when Nebraska has shown chinks in the armor on on defense, I think it is on. I think it's in that coverage game where it's been, mm-hmm. and it's been the way the way that they are so conservative with that defense, trying to prevent deep passes that it really gives. And then if they have problems tackling too, that becomes a bigger deal. I'm way more. Yeah, I'm confident. I am way more confident now. Reimer not playing is big. That's of course. Yeah. What a crappy game for him. <laughs> You've got all these like prototypes of differing linebackers, and this is the game you got Luke Reimer for. And he looks like he won't play in this game probably, which stinks. Yeah. So that's too. Dave bad. says trust the run D, and the final score won't be as ugly if they hold up as well as they have, or or close to as well as they have. Um, I don't know, mean open be, it that up. Would, by that would the be way. interesting. When I say open it up, I don't mean bomb it. I mean. 15, you just mean throw the it. same way Louisiana Tech did, throwing the ball. Yes, yeah. Th- Nebraska playing coverage that is really loose, letting them have stuff in the middle to prevent them getting getting it from deep, and and yeah, and getting chunk plays five, ten, fifteen yards repeatedly, and then maybe breaking a tackle and making it even worse than that. So yeah, uh, Biff asks, is Reimer officially out? I know he's in protocol. I, no, I haven't heard. Out. Yeah, yeah, he's not officially out. I think you and I are just kind of expecting it, right? I expect him to be out, but that's based yeah. on my own negativity. Oh, nice. Wh- which, Interesting. But it's going to take a lot for me to get the negativity up to everyone else's level, though. Yeesh. Whew. Yeah. Man, people are... People are... It's no wonder nobody's excited for this game, Josh. But I just, started seriously, with, I, I sense cow. no excitement. No excitement. It is And, dark. like, the weird thing is, like, it's it'd be better if it was a road game in a way that, that the excitement is so low because Man. it's a home game, and, and you need to be able to gin up that type of excitement for a home game. I don't know. I, you know, I don't think Nebraska's going to win this game, but I am not quite where... I'm, I'm, I am I'm. mean, again, it's just my hope speaking, I suppose, maybe, and maybe I'm <clears throat> trusting in that more than I should, but... I'm not that down on this situation right now. And and I think I, what a lot of people said in the football channel today was true, too. It's like, well, all is not lost if they lose this game in any situation. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's This is not the end-all, be-all. This is the best team on the schedule that definitively everyone before the season said was going to be a loss. Yeah. If you lose, it's fine. Just you don't Just don't want it to be demoralizing. That's what it can't be, you know? It can't be demoralizing. Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah, I agree. And it can't be... <laughs> can't be injury filled either. <laughs> Cannot so those be two things point. are physically and emotionally for the rest of the season. And get ready, get that Illinois game then. Yeah, that's, that's Biff says. I think that's playing into the apathy. It's not a make or break game. Yeah, probably. that's interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. When when you look at it from that perspective, I think. I mean, it right. should be a nothing to lose thing though, too. In some ways, you know. Yeah. I don't. I just this I, is interesting because it's it's obviously the first big home game that rules going to have. Yeah, you know. So like, what does he do? What? How does he? How does he handle? Uh, hey, we're no one cares about us today. We're not, we're not the team that's supposed and, to win. And also, you know, let's go out and be loose. Right. In all seriousness, going back to that Ohio State college game day game, like there was yeah. a and, and part of it, I guess, was college game day was here. And where? Let's see what had happened in that season so far with Nebraska coming into that game. So they had beat South Alabama in a snoozer. They'd lost to Colorado. They had beaten Northern Illinois, and they had that crazy comeback win over uh, Illinois on the road. And then game day came to town, and they got freaking killed. Yeah, but but they almost lost to Illinois. They played like crap. It was a night game on a Saturday. God, just a horrible game. That. What 
What? Do, why do I not? Wandale had like twenty something carries. Like that was his kind of like first big game as a Nebraska Cornhusker. So you yeah, had seven hundred yards and one by a touchdown. So you had a disappointing well. loss and a disappointing win coming into the season in the first four yeah. games in kind of the same way that they have this. Year. I don't know for some reason. I don't know if it was just frost mania or what, but like there was a real level of, of excitement for that game. Like a real the game day like, game. Yeah. Interesting. I, so. I don't really remember that. I thought that they were going mean, to get was, killed. Yeah, I don't know what I thought. I probably did, but it was. But the the excitement for it, the sort, you know, the atmosphere, that whole thing. It was a night game too. I think that helped. But I don't know. I don't know. I just it it it, it I it, I'm just trying to figure out exactly what's different this time. And maybe there maybe it was the same thing then, and I just don't remember. But that was well. That was felt like a that felt like a huge gut punch when they got killed in that game. I don't. Oh, know it was that, so depressing. Like, I don't man. think this would feel. It would be disappointing for sure. That felt well, like a yes, because that that was punch. also supposed to be a good team. You know, like they were a top twenty five team, and that was the the cracks were really first starting to show that like uh, is Frost not the guy that we thought he was? Yeah, and that game it. again to lose to lose was one thing that was demoralizing though. Like they just, Dude, I mean, they got killed. So they bad. got killed from the absolute jump. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. I gotta, why can I not even remember that Illinois game? I have got to go back. And oh like, man, I'm sure I will be like, oh yeah. I watched it at a I... casino. It was horrible. It was so bad. Uh all right. What else? Anything else? We need, hey, how about how about uh, Joshua Fleeks? Maybe as a new running back. Yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting <laughs> news. <laughs> trying everything. <laughs> They're trying everything, man. Dude. I know. Again, they just have. Remember, you know, we we've talked a couple of times today about discussions we had in the off season. I I feel incredible that I overestimated the skill talent because I was so concerned, and even this has been a bigger disaster than I thought it was going to be. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Um, man, they must not be super confident in Emma Johnson, uh, or. Uh, what what's the name? The guy who came over with the running back coaches, Quentin Ives. Quentin Ives. Yeah. If they're thinking about getting fleeks over there. Yeah. <sighs> Which by the way, fleeks, I remember saying this in a podcast when we were talking about fleeks at Baylor, he had almost more rushes than he did receptions at Baylor. Oh really? Yeah. Which I, I don't know how they happened exactly. I assumed that was just like end arounds and that sort of thing, but he had lots of rushes. He might've scored more touchdowns on rushes than he did on, receptions which wasn't a big number either of them but nonetheless I was a little not surprised about that when I heard it because of that but and then the Tommy Hill like both uh both Rule and Satterfield kind of went to bat so yeah I was just like they're being kind of weirdly negative about Harburg do you hear how positive they were about Tommy Hill I I I I made the comparison on the show today and I think I don't think that I'm alone in saying this uh it's it's like in Mean Girls. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. They need to stop trying to make this guy happen. I don't. I just don't get it. I feel like I am missing something. With like, oh, t- Ben, tweet that. Hell no, I will not be tweeting anything about Tommy Hill. I I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I, I well, I, I I get what they're trying to do on offense. I get what they're trying to do on offense. Um, has it worked? No, but nothing has. Um, <laughs> Bigelow. <laughs> it, 
Even Sipple was going to bat for him on your show. I know. Apparently, I didn't hear it, but apparently Severe went on a, like a super big rant about him on Sunday's show, on his uh, his Sunday's zone show. Oh, really? Yeah. But Sipple was like, all, Sipple was like, like Sipple sounded like the coaching staff on him. Yeah. Yeah, Josh talking shit about our players will unlock their potential. Might as well lean into it. He'll seems like a player Sipple would hate. He does. I don't get why Sipple likes him. He definitely doesn't seem like a type of guy that he's a fan of. Yeah, that is. Brady says Sipple compared Sims to Lamar Jackson in the preseason. LOL. God, that's a a take I imagine he would like to have back. I don't know, but they still believe in him, obviously. And he sounds like he does sound like he is a great guy. Like it it sounds like everybody who is. Actually, that's awesome. him catch has up, been catch like football, please. super like impacted by how what I'm, smart he is, how engaging. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Too listen, I don't, I don't care if they still run him out there on offense and run deep routes with him. It's not hurting the team. Now, I do care if he's playing cornerback and he's getting burned because that's hurting things. Yes, so, it is. Like that is of the two concerns. That's by far my biggest concern about him. Why does Sybil keep saying he was going to be a starting cornerback this year? He was. He said that on your show today. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A couple of times. He was yeah. going to be. Maybe he, he was going to be uh, ahead of Newsom or uh, he. He was not going to be a starting cornerback, was he? He was playing wide I don't receiver think so. last year. I don't think so. I don't ever remember him like coming up in that way in the preseason. I didn't either. And he, he was saying that, and he said he was injured. And so he lost his starting corner spot, and I was just like, "Was that?" I, I was wondering if I missed something. Again, maybe, maybe there are people. There must be people out there who are just way higher on him than than you and I are. Certainly, <laughs> Eric. He meant quarterback. Oh, that's what he Dude, meant. Tommy Hill was going to be the quarterback. I will say this: He was open against Minnesota. He was. He was deep, open, deep pass against Minnesota. Whatever. I keep running him out on deep routes. They got to get somebody to be able to do that. If they're not going to sure, try just it, send him downfield and throw the ball up. Fine. I mean, if they're not going to do that with Malachi or anyone, I mean, at some point, that I, I don't care if they try that. That's fine. Yeah. Husker from you. That's Tommy, you're our only hope. Good Lord. That's what the season has come to. He is the only hope. Oh, trick God. plays. Trick plays this week. Trick plays. What's the trick play you want to see? Dude, I want to see an option pass. That's it's, what I want to see. I want to see an option it, pass. There is. There are trick plays. There are things like that that are not truly trick plays like you're talking about, things we haven't seen yes. this year. Dude, yes, it's yes. all coming. I don't know if it's going to work, but it is all coming on Saturday. I guarantee it. I can guarantee it. There's going to be one crazy-ass trick play, but there's here's, going to be... Here's, a, here's a, a, a concern that I have. First quarter, Nebraska gets a nice three and out. On defense, they get the ball back. They move the ball a little bit. Eventually, it's fourth down. They line up to punt. It's a fake punt. They keep it. They're stopped short. Michigan scores two plays later, and the whole stadium is sad. I'm worried that they're going to do a fake punt, and it's going to be the worst play of the season. I'm worried, Jack. I'm very worried. I'm very I was worried. surprised they didn't save the fake field goal. That I'm really surprised that they busted it out last week. Yeah, that was interesting that they did that. It was, like I was like, man, it looks like it was drawn up pretty well. What was the uh, score when they, they did that? Was it seven all? Yeah, it was early. Yeah, it's Dumanji because they honestly needed it. Yeah, maybe they honest maybe they were saving it and they were like, hey, we gotta go with this here at this point. Yeah. Yeah, know. people are saying it was zero zero at the time. I yeah. thought it was seven yeah, seven. It, was, it was early. They didn't need it at that time. I mean it was I thought that it was 
interesting. I thought that it was a little later. <laughs> Direct, yeah. Wow. Not great. Nice Tim Yonk reference in the 1990s <laughs> CU game. I don't know who that Tim is. Young, number 41. He wore, I know he wore 40. <laughs> I know he wore 41. He's from Omaha. Isn't he coaching in Omaha now? He's a coach. I have Omaha. no idea who this is. You could be Tim talking Yonk, about some random person. I'm talking to the, talking to the chat, not to you. To be oh, honest. okay. Bigelow says he's the head coach at Creighton Prep. Yeah, Creighton Prep. There we go. I knew it was a Okay. Football. Yeah, duh. Obviously. Guys, obviously. From Sky- oh, he's from Skyler. He's a coach in Omaha. He's from Skyler. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's my bad. Yeah. Jeez, apologize. Billy man. Kemp. Billy Kemp at running back. Ha, Kena. Jack has come so far talking to the chat. Talking to you the are. chat. You are. It's like and a new Jack. talking to you. That's the thing. I'm, ta- I'm just Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I just can't multitask, I think is what we've learned. Yeah. Well, Brady, it's not will they face plant, but when? When is our first turnover? When is the first busted coverage or big broken tackle? I want to be able to look forward to the second half at least. It would be nice to go into the second half. Like, so I, for the behind the scenes, I will leave my home, actually, at the place I'm dog sitting, Ben. I will leave that home at halftime. Um, I, that's when I always leave when I host Bigger Door Reaction. Man, I would love, I would love to get in my car and not be like totally regretting my life decisions. I would like to get in my car heading there. Like, man, this is, this could be a really fun night. This could be a really fun show. That'd be, that'd be cool. I would like to do that. Do you remember after the Colorado game when I said it's definitely better getting blown out than losing close? Yeah. It's definitely better. This one's not going to be a blowout and it's not, I don't have any football reasons to tell you that the reason is because We've been a little low on pain lately. It is time. Mm. It is time mm. for some real. It's time to get me a little hope during the game. Once again, it's time for me to tweet something like, Wait, what is the party going to be like after this is over? Or at least think that and then snatch it all away. So I don't believe any of you guys' stuff about, oh, they're going to they're gonna run it all over Nebraska. It's going to be over in the first quarter. Nebraska's going to turn it over five. No. They're going to give us all hope. I promise you. They're going to give us all hope. So get ready. Jordan says my nuts will be in my throat after this groin kick. (laughs) Champagne room in Nebraska wins 100%. Yeah, I'll do that if Nebraska. I'm going to be at the game, so I'll have to get home. Dude, do a champagne room live from the streets. I could. That'd be fun. That would be badass. That would be fun. I have a bottle of champagne here, though, ready for it. Whenever That would be badass. (laughs) Spend <laughs> the next 10 minutes breaking down the Hoiberg video. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I haven't watched it, so I have no takes. Okay. Well, you, before you- I've watched like the first 10 seconds of it, I don't understand it. So I turned it off. Here's the weird thing about it. Like, I thought it was really funny. I, uh, when I saw it, I, I thought it was funny when I saw it and I knew there was like a gif of Fred Hoiberg doing some dance moves, but I didn't realize it was from this full length, like promo that they did in Iowa with the other coaches and so, like, and I don't know if anybody or very few people probably knew that. And so they did it, like, shot for shot, the same thing as that other spot. And, like, I didn't know what the other spot was, so I didn't know they did it shot for shot until Sam Hoiberg posted the both of them. And then I got it, but I was like, what is that other thing even? And then I didn't, is that a car commercial? So, yeah, then, what is it? It's a something he did with McCaffrey and the Northern Iowa coach when he was at Iowa State. Jacob said Infinity Coaches Challenge ad from back in the day. Which Infinity Coaching Challenge. Oh, so that's Which the thing where what? they like raise. It's like a fundraiser. Like Josh Dotzler's uh, organization, Abide, has done it with Greg McDermott. Okay. 
That's what it is. Yeah, Jamie Dixon okay, so was the, on it. I wasn't it was I, I still So it's like a I think it's like a hey like ra- well this is our fundraiser. So it's kind of like an ad. But it's like to raise awareness but for I the fundraiser. Ne- had anyone ever seen it? Other than the well, no. other than like the gif which I thought was like a deep fake or something. Mm. I don't know, it was weird. It was just like, "Oh, that's cool. They they did that thing screen for screen. I just have no idea what the thing they copied was." I formation says I had seen it in the past. Okay, okay so there's at least one of us who has seen it. I had seen yeah. it. The only reason I had seen the GIF, it was one of the things that people would troll uh, losing team accounts with. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't hop in the mention, so I never I never even saw that either. Jacob knew exactly <laughs> what it was. Jacob, well, my good. basketball dork ass knew exactly what it was. I'm glad it to some people. I felt like I was asking Caleb during the show, and I was like, so what? what is that thing? And he's like, I think it's a car commercial. And I was like, a car commercial? Do, is this? Does everyone know what this is? And he was like, "Well, huh? <laughs> yes." He explained it there, which I tweeted out afterwards, and I was like, "If I had known this, that would have saved me a, a half hour this morning trying to figure out what it was exactly." <laughs> it was funny. It was good. It was glad. Good. I'm, I'm happy you enjoyed. About, it. I'm excited for Nebraska basketball. Yeah, I got sad today when I started seeing tweets about basketball practice starting. I got very sad. <laughs> the worst. It's just it's September. You're the worst. No, it's this September. Come I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to watch a college football Saturday and see a bottom line that has a bunch of rankings oh. that confuse me for five seconds. Okay, do not no, tell me you. not to be excited. I'm not talking to you, Josh. I'm talking to the chat. Do not tell okay. me to not be excited about Casey Tominaga. Come on, you've got to be, be excited about Casey. I am unbelievably excited about that. I listen. I'm not saying Jake. Gonna, this year there is hope. Jake, you said that a month ago about football. Does like every other year. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it. Unstable. That, that picture. That's like the fifth time I've seen time. that. Jeez. Unstable. Unstable. Still could it's finish so ten and two. Thank goodness. Yes, Jake they, is rescuing. Yes, Jake, they could. Jake is rescuing to the extreme. Yeah, do you really want to be rescued right now? You're, you're going to do this to yourself again. Here we go. By Saturday morning, you're going to be like they're going to beat Michigan today. It's going to be great. Right, Biff says he's going to leave the club if I don't sit courtside with him. I will. Dude, those seats are awesome. Go sit with him. I will. It's just all. Biff the is a normal person. You'll no, no, enjoy, you'll have a good time. It's just like every time you asked me last year, I was already sitting in a luxury seating area. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he has half a thumb. You'll you'll enjoy shaking his hand. Okay. <laughs> Jake is like a phone sex worker for Jack Sportsman. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, you're edging again. <laughs> Jake is a bot that I've created <laughs> to arouse me. <laughs> Wow, this is getting a little too uncomfortable now. Oh my gosh, it's time for. Uh, by hand. the way, real quick, before we Jack, before we say goodbye, the question that we asked at the very beginning of the pod tonight: Stu Manji, stats are in using spreads from collegefootballdata.com for weeks oh, one wow. through fourteen in twenty twenty two, and weeks one through four in twenty twenty three. Wait, where is thirty two teams won when they were favored? I think he means when they were underdogs wait, wait, by seventeen points or more. So essentially, a seventeen point upset happens roughly two times oh, per week. Is. Oh, twice a that? week? So we were both under on it. We were way off. We were way uh, off. So basically this is happening. Okay. If a honk, honk. If a 17-point happen, upset happens roughly two times per week, how many games generally a week are 17 or more point underdogs? It can't be that many. Uh, 10? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure he could. 15? Stumanji, could you, could you give us that info well, too? Well, just look this week. You could just look. Somebody would pull it up this week. How many are there in a typical week? So, real quick, Jake wanted me to reread it. So, okay, this is sp- the point spreads for this season so yeah, far and last season in college football. 32, pe- 32 teams won 
when they were underdogs by 17 or more points. Right now, Nebraska is a 17 and a half point dog. So essentially, as Jumanji writes, a 17 Over point upset years. happens roughly oh, two times per week. So that's all of last year and part of this year is what the Correct. 32 teams that's are. That's every, it's every time, every game. So yeah, I mean, yeah, there is math involved too of how many, how many, uh, how many games. I'm going to count how many games this week real quick on my phone are, okay. are, more than 17-point underdogs this week. Penn State Northwestern okay. is one. Uh, oh, I have okay. only the big... Hold on. I have only the big 10 up on my phone. I'm such a conference fan. Um, all right. So there, there's yeah, one. I'm going real quick. Three and a half, one, one and a half, seven. Uh, Colorado, 21 and a half. There's two. Uh, Northwestern is, is one. There's two, one. Uh, UAB at Tulane is three. Okay? Uh, okay. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Bowling Green at Georgia Tech is four. Um, nope, nope, nope. Kansas just slips under with 16 and a half against Texas. That's a big line. Um, that's a really big line. Oh, Stanford and Oregon, 27 and a half. Iowa State and Oklahoma, 20 and a half. That's six that we're at right now. Huh? I'm getting through here. Uh, Charlotte at SMU is seven. Charlotte's a 23 and a half point underdog in that game. And, uh, well, Arizona is a 17 and a half point. So I'll count that one eight. And then Fresno state is a 24 and a half point favorite over Nevada. So I got the record, Jack, I got four. I believe. So yeah, you should have counted the 17 and a half because this was teams. I did count it. That was okay. I just want to make sure you knew this was 17 points or more. It wasn't just 17. That's what I counted. Okay, cool. So there was nine, not including Nebraska. Okay. Nine, not including. So Nebraska. of those, so Nebraska so, means 10. So of those 10, two, two of, them of them on average. 20%, 20% chance of wow. winning this game. Well, that, that's a lot of those are way over 17, by the way. I mean, yeah. Way yeah. over. So bump up that 20 to about 45%. All right. I guess it's happening. So it's probably, it's basically a 50 50 type situation here. Flip a coin. Wow. Pretty good odds. It's a coin flip game. Uh, and then factor in the fact that that hasn't happened for Nebraska in. I'm pretty sure the last time they won as a as an underdog of this many points or more was Colorado in 05. So it's been almost 20 years. They, they were, they, do you think they were that big of an underdog in that game? They were. We looked it up. They were oh, they huge were. dog. It might have been like 15 points, but it was. It's pretty crazy that the mm-hmm. the underdog that they were that day. I'll find it for you real fast. But yeah, they were big dogs. All right. So yeah. okay. Well, I suppose everybody feels better now. I do. I think they're going to win that. that up and got the negativity out of the chat. Holy cow! Uh, yeah, Jack. Cow. They were seventeen. Husker, they were seventeen and a half point dogs in two thousand five. Husker for M. You just said I feel modestly bullish this weekend. What? Wow. There is nothing in your chat the entire show that would have <laughs> even given me an inkling you felt that way. Look at this. Look it at all these like, people. It was like depressing. <laughs> this will be hilarious ben if they're actually close and everyone's like, "Stumanji was right. Stumanji was right." That is an interesting stat, though. That you guys, wow. That's that's. Dumaji, re- tweet that stuff out, and we'll obviously we'll uh, we'll share it. That is uh, that's some really good stuff. <laughs> I told that's you it really made no stuff. sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Nah. Good. Scrape older data too. Nice. And then and then it'd be interesting to find out just how many games are like that are normally happening a week. Um, which how many games or teams are 17, 17 and a half point or more, or more dogs? Yeah, how many? It probably yeah. probably happens more earlier in the year than later in the year with non-conference play. Probably I would think so. Yeah, more actually earlier in the year. So yeah, for sure, for sure. 
that was fun. That was cool. We posed yeah. a question. Yeah, we had a good note. We posed a question at the that. beginning. Stumanji does all the work. We F around Thank you. for an hour. And then he comes back and he answers it. Yeah. Plus, that meant less basketball talk at the end. Thank you, Stumanji. We appreciate <laughs> Dude, you for uh, interrupting coming, the basketball man. so we get back it's to football. Com- you better. Get, I mean, we're a month away from it. And, and if things get a little cool. good Can't early, oh, boy. Well, I definitely am a typical. Uh, I'm here for canceling basketball talk. Oh, Thank that's you, right. Stumanji. I forgot. Stumanji hates basketball too. Sad. Most people do. Uh, I am definitely one of those people, Jack. That if they are like a little bit good, I will. I'll. I'll hop on the bandwagon with you. I. I. I have no shame in my interest in Nebraska basketball. When they are good or good adjacent, I have a great time. When they are not, which has been most of my life. I really couldn't care less. So I feel bad for all of you people that live and die with them on a game to game basis, because I don't know how you do it. Mm. Don't know how you do it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And there's a chance we could have two basketball podcasts on the I-80 club too. And there's a chance we could have two basketball pods on the I-80 club. In addition, hey, to, a our, reminder. In addition to our NFL podcast. In addition, and that is where I wanted to go because I know that a couple of people hopped in here and said, whoa, 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 you guys are doing a Tuesday night show. A couple of things to keep an eye out for that can help you know you know, what we're doing outside of our usual scheduled stuff. First of all, I would say this. We will always post podcasts in our live event schedules channel that is at the top of the Discord. Every time that we do one, it's on the left side. Scroll up. I try to get it in or Jack tries to get it in at least a day before. I think that I might have posted this one on Sunday. So be sure to check that um, if you want to link to it. The other thing, I've, I've been emailing a lot more. Seriously, read the emails because that had like the the one that I sent out. Uh, it went out this morning. It had links to the NFL pod that Shafe and I did on Sunday night. It also had links to our Saturday morning watch party. Um, so uh, go look at this. Jake says the emails are super helpful just for updates. That's awesome. Uh, ben says I don't get emails from you. Ben, I don't know what to say. You should get an email from Patreon. Um, and so that has all of the information there. Maybe it's in your spam folder. I have no idea. Uh, so yeah, check the live event schedules tab, uh, and check your emails because I've, I've really been doing my best to, to update, you know, everyone on what's going on. Also, if you go to patreon.com slash ID club, like that, that's like the email that I sent out is also a post on. Oh, on it the says Patreon, Patreon notices. Well. I didn't, I don't have though. Well, I guess I don't know if I can, cause I'm not a Patreon of myself, but um, apparently you can get the not- push notifications from Patreon Patreon itself. Okay. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I don't that's know how Connor saying, or Ryan that. did that, but yeah, I'm guessing that that's the email that I sent it out. It, so what it is, it's, it's, it's a post, right? It's a it's, post. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but then it also goes out to everybody as well. So yeah. So be sure to check all that. I try to, you know, link and, 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 you know, have schedules for uh, some of the stuff yeah. that we're doing. So there you go. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, Saturday. And if you are, uh, and the other thing is, w- one more thing to say to the podcast listeners, if you like the podcast, if you're like, man, I wish I got these on time, you can. And that only costs $3 yes. a month if you just want to do that. So. Yep. We They That's- post, Jack will send it to me. It will be up within 10 to 15 minutes at most. Uh, Travis says it's Saturday, the normal time. Yeah, Jack? Nine, like nine, maybe 940, 930 or 940. I don't know where the volleyball game and when it is yet, but. Okay. It'll be within perfect minute, within minutes of the normal time. So perfect. Yeah. All right. Sweet. We'll see everybody. everyone on Saturday. All right. Goodbye, podcasters. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.